0: How come banking is still a broken system in South Africa? It's a barrier of bricks with legacy systems, spaghetti internet, IT legacy systems. South African consumers uh, paying over 100 billion rand a year in fees by some counts. It certainly limits consumer choice and uh, deepens financial inequality rather than uh, broadening financial inclusion. But that also means opportunity for upstarts and one such fintech is on a mission to certainly change all of this toby funsell is the ceo and co-founder of better without the second e toby welcome uh, what is the better mission why no uh, second e as well i'd love to know that story thank you for
1: having me michael it's a pleasure to be on the show our ultimate goal is to empower people of um, technology to give them the technology the tools and the information so that they're in control of their financial destiny. And the first way of doing so is providing a, a no barrier to entry to become financially inclusive. A lot of people are multi bank in South Africa. It doesn't need to be so because no single bank provides all of the value. So rather create a no fee banking platform and a marketplace business model where multiple providers and products of services can offer the best solution uh, according to a customer's need. So why the second E is we just aspire to be better but with no ego.
0: that's a that's a fantastic story now the idea to lower barriers to entry um, certainly uh, isn't a new one how are you planning to do this Uh, what makes uh, the better offering one that differentiates and lowers barriers uh, and strips out fees how are you able to do that
1: well technology right now provides us with that unfair advantage Uh, traditional banks are still brick and mortar Sure, they have digital channels like internet banking and mobile banking, but they are not digital-first organizations. They're still very much shaped, designed, priced, and perform like an industrial-age business model, Uh, still selling traditional financial products where the world has now moved on. And then in the 21st century, we have only had, for the last 30 to 50 years, big five retail banks, and you're sitting with a lot of millennials that were sort of just forced to trust whoever there is, because the barrier to entry was extremely high from a regulatory perspective, uh, infrastructure, uh, capital, um, and the skills and the people to to dare to do it. Now, digital banking says, look, we don't need um, traditional brick and mortar um, anymore. We can enable a customer to unknow." or onboard through an app, open up an account in a few minutes through a a mobile banking app, which means banking is coming coming to the end consumer. Um, You still have these new digital banks that rely on physical infrastructure, but it might just be because of a target market that they are serving. So for example, a retail store where many customers um, are are collecting their checks and they need a a, a low cost, low friction way to bank it, Um, and maybe a high end income earner consumer that needs a physical card to be delivered to them what makes us now completely different is we are 100 percent digital which means we don't have any physical infrastructure everything runs in cloud technology um our app takes you three minutes to download we issue you a unique account number and a digital card which means we have no distribution costs and ups- and what that also means is no logistics which lowers the cost to even further um, to provide a fee free account to a millennial and Gen Z consumer, Toby,
0: totally, that that's really the big <laughs> thing here. The fee free model, I think, uh, to to end users, if you're going to be giving them all of the functionality and value of traditional banking offerings, but uh, without paying any fees, uh, that that's really attractive. What is the challenge, though, as a, a, a nimble upstart uh, a young player trying to uh upend the uh, the incumbents in a very competitive highly uh, oligopolistic banking industry in South Africa what have you found so far as the big challenge
1: the first one is actually making a decision to do it i think the it might be a young company, but we're certainly a bunch of very uh, experienced entrepreneurs that's made our money in technology, especially in, in banking, and now specifically more transforming traditional banks. But the bureaucracy and helping these guys transform, um, you know, there's better things to do in your life. And I think, you know, for the last 15 years, we've we've had to understand the market that we're in. And we are a very diverse economy, very diverse cultures. Um, and there's no single bank that provides all of the value. So we first wanted to to create a platform that's open, that's transparent, that is aligned to the customer's needs. So for us to start this business, we didn't just say, let's build a digital bank. Um, it was first about how could we reimagine and rethink what money means for people. And if we give people the control and we give them a blank piece of paper and ask them how they would design a bank, um, it manifests. Concert, as, as an outcome, it manifested into what better is today. So we have first principles design thinking where we put people in control as opposed to you know, traditional banker sits behind these four walls and come up with a value proposition and mm-hmm. consumers are just having to trust it. So what sets us apart is really an open, transparent, collaborative approach with consumers uh, being first in mind. Their interest is embedded into the product um, and we help them to figure out what their business model should look like. So lots of challenges. you need a lot of capital, you need a lot of patience, it's a steep regulatory path that you have to walk, um, and the decision of whether you should fund your own banking license or partner with a potential sponsor bank, um, that that all had a lot of um, mm. impact in our path to get to where we are. Um, but we are finally on our way to market and we're glad that we stuck the journey through.
0: And, and what model did you uh, decide to go? I was going to ask you that as my next question, because the regulatory barriers to entry are particularly high and it's the one thing that the incumbents have relied on uh, up until this point uh, to fend off uh, some of the newcomers is, is that it is a very long and arduous regulatory road to walk to get a banking license which route did you choose to go
1: we chose to to partner with a sponsor with a sponsor bank that has a non-competing re- retail arm it's really complementary to our strategy because there's lower cost involved. We get all the expertise of a bank that's licensed and registered within South Africa without the additional inv- or the uh, capital investment and the intensive capital investment required to do so. So we have the support of a sponsor bank that is very aligned to the values. One hand washes the other. So for example, we can provide a in consumer for very attractive, very competitive interest rate um, in order for, for attracting deposits uh, we share that net interest income with the bank and the customer mutually, transparently. Um, we have two revenue models, uh, interchange on a transaction fee, so every time customer uses their digital card, um, and if they have positive balances. So it's in our best interest to help consumers save money, keep the money that, that that they that they're earning and spend it wisely. The more they do so, the more we generate revenue as much as the customer saves. So we went for the sponsor bank model because Uh, traditional banks as we know it and as we believe it, we don't see them exist in the same shape or form in the next five or 10 years. And we'd rather want to keep the costs as low as possible um, to make sure that we have the highest, most value um, provided account to a consumer without needing to charge them. Um, So we see all these big banks are going to pivot uh, into new business models in the next 5 to 10, 15 years. And for us, we don't want to be stuck with any of that legacy. Mm. We also see the regulator making effort to create a sandbox for upstarts to, to tap into the national payment system to create yep. a banking-type service. Um, there's no certain date of when that license category would be available but we saved a lot of money in the process however we didn't avoid and we couldn't avoid any of the requirements to be compliant um, in order to be an outsourced technology services provider with a sponsor banking license
0: Uh, who is that sponsor bank
1: we'll announce them in the next month or so
0: Ah, all will be revealed. I see that uh, there are previous senior roles within the team and collaborations with the big uh, names in the industry, Capitech, Sunlum, uh, Liberty, Standard Bank, uh, Suntom and others, Old Mutual as well. Uh, Who is the better team? You founded this with your partner, Andrei Simpalski, who's the CTO uh, as well, uh, I think four or five years ago. Um, Who is the core team?
1: The core team is uh, myself. I'm the CEO and the initial founder of the company. Um, I'm backed with Andrzej Stempowski, my my co-founder and the chief technology officer. And we really set out to be on this journey. Uh, There were many other executives earlier on, but the road was a bit steep. And I think, you know, times change and lives change. But right now we're a team of uh, 25, very experienced, very previously uh, renowned entrepreneurs uh, that have all come together. Uh, we are doing a profile on, on all of the team very soon. Um, I'm also joined by Robert Leusink, who's uh, one of who handles all of our accounts, and Sergio Mare, who does all of our legal work and investor relations. But we are very senior, very accomplished technology and uh, marketing team. Um, we have actually no traditional bankers um, on, our, on our board, uh, and we prefer it that way. Because changing banking, you can't repeat the past if you want to change the future. So mm. um, we're we're a tech company that's going to do banking differently and uh, we're having a great time.
0: And uh, the peer-to-peer marketplace, uh, how does that work in practice?
1: We are in the position of, when we look at our target market, say uh, Gen Z students and first time working, um, and just generally this new generation that we in, the internet has provided a platform for creativity. So you might be studying uh, for a particular career or you have an idea when you're young in life and where you want to go. But we see now more than ever that a lot of students, young people are are studying plus they have a side hustle, like a side project to start earning money and being more entrepreneurial. So this generation is really more entrepreneurial of flair and they desire to have some things of their own. The best biggest trend right now is the the assetization of personal goods. So we're seeing that everyone has content in their houses in their dorm rooms or in their homes, and they're trying to upsell that or trade that or swap that, or even thrift some clothing. So we are very, uh, a generation that's very um, sustainability orientated and focused on how do we, instead of just accrue and buy new stuff, how do we take what we have, make something newer, of it let's um create new value from it and then sell it or trade it or swap it um through a secure and safe medium so there are other places out there like facebook and country and so forth but within a banking environment where it's more um safe and secure where the buyer the seller are both um let's say, verified mm. and, you know, transacting within our ecosystem, um, that provides a great platform for a lot of young people to unleash their entrepreneurial and creative flair. So the marketplace really starts with the, the personal goods that you have, whether it's a guitar or a pair of sneakers that you bought for five grand, which is what they cost these days, and you want to upsell that because there's limited amounts of that. Our marketplace provides that play a uh, um, playground for you to be entrepreneurial. Then we also have larger brands that would uh, want to tap into that marketplace once there's sufficient content and better would extend its own um, financial product range to support uh, particular transactions. Like, um, if you're buying a computer, we would provide you with digital insurance, as an example, or an interest-free, fee-free credit advance for for larger ticket items that you'll pay off in a very short amount of time. Um, But it's really a a place for people to connect and securely transact uh, where they can can build relationships. And uh, community first, so uh, we're starting with a culture cohort, Um, it's quite an interesting one so fashion um, is is a big big deal out there so the sustainable fashion movement is one that we are supporting um, and uh, this marketplace will be available um, when we launch as well.
0: Very interesting indeed now I believe you're currently in the final stages of your internal testing before your beta release goes to the public in the first quarter of next year what sort of timeline do you have uh, to come to market?
1: Yeah, so you are correct. Uh, right now we're looking at first quarter 2021. 20, uh, uh, thorough amount of testing needing to be done, a regulatory sign-off that needs to be, a final sign-off that needs to be done, and that's what we're busy with in the process. Uh, we are already testing with our active community. Uh, when we launched three weeks ago, we were just over 6,500 people. We've grown now to 8,000 um, and we'll probably be at 50,000 just before we go live. Uh, very nice growth Trajectory organic. So I mean, one thing that we do know is we don't really spend money on customer acquisition. Um, so really, a talking point amongst the youth, and it's getting viral traction. So uh, a lot of people that we want to onboard, we can't handle everyone at this stage, but. Um, you know, if you signed up to our community, you'll get a notification every step of the way. So um, every end of the month, we release a feature. Uh, we update our community on what's next. Uh, they upvote whatever they feel should be the next feature which we should develop. Um, and then we also allow a few testers to come into our ecosystem and experience our product and give us feedback. So we really want to be like a very nimble product um, and provide great value with the least amount of bugs that we possibly can uh, because that is obviously part of the process but uh, for sure we'll be ready for the new academic year um, before the end of 20 Q1 2021 will be live there. And it's open for the public and everyone will be able to download it from the Android as well as the Apple App Store.
0: Well, Toby, it sounds like a breath of welcome fresh air in uh, the very stale gray-shoed environs of established banking in South Africa. Better banking without the ego. Toby Fonseil, uh, the uh, CEO and co-founder of uh, the latest exciting FinTech uh, to come and challenge the incumbents and uh, do banking differently, democratise access and do it uh, all while remaining pretty cool if you look at the fact that uh, they did a pre-launch with rising hip-hop stars Costa Titch and D. Koala. If you don't know who they are, you're certainly not part of uh, the, the better target market.